How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Cruising is Life podcast. Hope you guys are excited for today's episode as we talk about the huge and exciting ships coming out in 2024. We've got a long list of ships. Despite not having new ships from Carnival or Norwegian, we still have quite a lot coming out, including two number one and number two largest ships in the world. Today, I'm joined by Tyler over at The Tyler Show and The Cruise Junkie. How's it going, buddy? How's it going, Brandon? I'm excited to talk about some brand new cruise ships coming out next year. A lot of good ones. For sure. Really, really exciting ones. We've got a cruise line that's just uh, putting out their first brand new ship in almost 13 years. Princess is building a massive ship. You know, we're going to include Carnival Jubilee in on this list because her maiden voyage is basically the very last week of 2023. So we're going to count it. And then, we've, of course, yep. like I mentioned, we've got Icon and Utopia of the Seas coming out this year as well. Number one and number two largest ships in the world. Oh, yeah. A lot of big ships coming out. And as we mentioned, we are including Carnival Jubilee because technically speaking, when most bulk of passengers get on her, she will be in 24. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with Icon. Icon technically is getting handed over in a few weeks, but technically passengers don't sail until next year. So again, we're counting mm-hmm. those ships on our list here, but a lot of good ships. I think we should get into it. Let's kick it off with a kind of the smallest one on our list, which is none other than the mine shift number seven, yes. a fantastic vessel joining the Tui Navy. And a fantastic name, very creative. Number seven, just like her sister's <laughs> numbers one through six. She's going to debut at about 111,000 tons, about 2,900 guests, and 1,000 crew members. She's set to set sail in June of 2024. Yes, this is going to be an amazing ship. Again, joining the very original name of ships there at the Mine Shift Fleet. Um, this is the last one in the number 127 uh, fleet of ships. Now, again, they're not all the same ships. Like one and two are different than the other ones. Mm-hmm. So there are a little bit of differences there with, of course, them not being exactly the same. Like you would, you would think that one through seven would be the twin same ships, class. but yeah. they're not. They're little yeah. differences. But there's, again, it's like it's like the, uh, the, the uh, legend and the splendor of the seas versus the vision and the rasp of the seas. They're the exactly. you know, same class of ships, but they're different design tweaks. Nothing Absolutely. major. They still look much the same but yeah looking forward to this one again this is their last one until they come out with the brand new my ship relax yeah they finally finally you're starting to get a little more creative with their names with mind shift relax i believe that one's going to be a completely new class and i think she's set to debut in 2025 if i'm not mistaken i do believe so however it still looks kind of the same to the other ones it's kind of mm-hmm. like the uh this is a good example of what the relax is going to look like here it's kind of looking like you know royal caribbean for all the the cruise nerds out there it's kind of like what the, the voyager class turned into the freedom class they look pretty right. much the same but they're they're bigger tonnage and all that stuff but no back to topic here with the mine ship seven an amazing ship I'm looking forward to seeing it around hopefully it does come to the east coast here of florida that's where me and brandon are located here so hopefully we'll mm-hmm. be able to see her in the next few years because it's a beautiful ship and it's amazing that they're able to pump this one pretty much right after the icon has like left the shipyard it's amazing how they're doing things back to back it's absolutely yep. job well done mayo turku fantastic yep she's pretty much all put together her superstructure is done and she's sitting right behind icon of the seas who is also done uh just a little bit further along being done quote unquote um, but the fact that they were able to put in the largest cruise ship in the world 
and then another 100,000 ton ship right behind it absolutely dwarfs it. If if anybody listening or watching, and of course, I don't know if you've seen the pictures, Tyler, but I'm sure you have, but seeing oh, yeah. this little 111,000 ton ship docked right behind the the um, icon of the seas, it literally looks like you're putting... It looks like you're putting a little tugboat just behind it, or it looks like you're almost comparing, like, you know, the independence of the seas to something like that uh, Viking cruises would put out. It's just like size comparisons. It's actually kind of funny. Um, That's just how. Victory One versus Independence of the Seas. Absolutely. That really is the vibe I get by looking at that picture. It's, again, it's not an accurate size comparison. It's more of just like that's kind of what it seems like because it's how, how big of a difference and how big Icon really is. Absolutely. I mean, photos don't do it justice. We'll get to Icon in a second here, but speaking of the difference of size, I mean, photos don't do it justice of how mm-hmm. big Icon actually is. Like, I mean, yeah. you look at these photos, and you're like, oh, it's kind of small of a ship. But no, this thing is massive. But She's no, a big I mean, girl. Really looking... Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, really looking forward to this. Speaking of uh, new ships, we'll move over to our next one here, kind of wrapped up there, the Mineship 7, mm-hmm. which is none other than the Queen Anne with Cunard, which is their first ship, I believe, in 13 years. Brandon, take it away. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I didn't really think too much of it, but she's. Um, I didn't realize it's been that long. I, I don't remember the last one that came out or the name of it. Again, I'm not too familiar with Cunard just because they're definitely not a ship that I or a cruise line that I'd be sailing with. Uh, anytime soon and i don't have plans to just because that's an extreme luxury line and if you guys you know of course big budget here and yeah, um, you need a big budget to get on that ship for sure for sure and you know i like the i like the more big exciting you know not that they're not exciting but you know things like royal caribbean and carnival puts out that's more of my vibe and i think my generation also you know gets that more of that vibe but there's also just a completely demographic that goes for cunard you know We have the Queen Mary, too. That's one of the last ocean liners in the world right now. She's still one of the biggest ships in the world, too. Yeah, another thing with Cunard, the reason why me and Brandon aren't on is you have to be all fancy (laughs) 24-7 if you leave your cabin, which uh, I don't know, Brandon. I don't think me and you can be on a uh, seven-night cruise or however long. I think Cunard's longer than seven nights. Yeah, they're usually pretty exotic. Oh, my word. You know, I I like dressing up. I like wearing a a suit and tie from time to time. It's it's always a fun feeling, but... I, I can't do it that t- that quickly or that often, things like that. It's just not quite my vibe. But she li- she is a very pretty-looking ship. Uh, she's a sister ship to the um, Holland America's Koningsdam, uh, the, new, the New Amsterdam, uh, Rotterdam, the new Rotterdam, because there was an old one before COVID. Now, after COVID, yeah. you know, the old one got sold off during COVID, and they just happened to put out a new Rotterdam <laughs> after COVID. Um but yeah, she's a sister ship to the Koningsdam ships, even though she's going to be the only one in her class with Cunard. Um, so a little bit of tweaks, differences, different tonnage, but overall pretty much the same ship. Uh, about 3,000 guests. Um, that's, of course, not double occupancy rates. Anytime we reference the guest capacity, this is not double occupancy. Yeah. Um, du- double occupancy is a little bit higher usually. Uh, so with that 3,000, you're probably looking at about maybe 4,200, 4,300, maybe a little bit more. Um, with yeah. double occupancy rates, but uh, about twelve hundred crew members, and she's due out in in May of twenty twenty four. Yeah, no, looking forward to seeing her around again. It's kind of funny. Cunard visits us here in Canaveral just about once a year. Yep. So hopefully, I know she was actually I think according to Caleb, uh, our buddy there, cruise ship media, 
he actually saying his buddy told him that the uh, Queen Anne was actually supposed to be to Canaveral in January. However, unfortunately, Shipyard had some delays due to some unforeseen circumstances on board. Um, so they had to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, not come to Canaveral, which is Darn. a bummer. But yeah. still great to see this ship. And I'm looking forward to seeing it when she does come to the East Coast of the U.S. Uh, again, a yeah. really beautiful vessel here, Cunard. Phenomenal ships. The Queen Mary is one of those ships I would love to see in person. It is absolutely stunning from everything I've seen, and she's a fast ship. Yeah, for sure. Again, Cunard's not quite my vibe, but anytime you see a Cunard ship, I, pun absolutely, completely intended here, but it's like you're looking at royalty. It really is. Yeah, Any anytime you get a chance to go see a Cunard ship, or you have a Cunard ship near you 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 should really take the time and go see it uh, oh yeah queen i think it's queen victoria is scheduled to be here i don't know if she's going to be here in 2024 but i know for a fact she'll be here in 25 um in march she'll be here in january i think january okay yeah that's what yeah, i thought january. i will yeah. be taking the time out of my day to be going to see queen victoria just because it, one here in port canaveral for sure you don't get her very often you don't get a cunard ship very often but no. you know it's you don't you don't see that very often. You don't get a chance to see a Cunard ship every day, and that's definitely something that not every cruiser is ever going to get a chance to sail on either. You know, it's yeah, just not absolutely. a normal ship for most people. Yeah, it's definitely one of those interesting vessels here. Love Cunard. Love the uh, you know the style of or how it was founded, the history behind the line. It's absolutely amazing. That was one of the conversations we had with someone on. Uh, last cruise talking ocean liners for a second here on the, the last cruise it was on the lore it was amazing you mm -hmm. know the the style of the ocean liners and just you know how it again the queen mary too is the only ocean liner in service and cunard has that absolutely an amazing ship it actually was designed a funny fact uh i believe joe farkas had a good hand in designing some of that ship yep. and if you're not familiar he did design a little bit of the carnival ships all the way up until the breeze so a lot of great history between cruise lines. That's one thing I love about the cruise industry, right? There's a lot of collaboration between cruise lines, which is yep. always great to see. Yeah, and Carnival does own, or at least Carnival Corporation does own Cunard too. So it yep. kind of makes sense. And like you mentioned, Joe Farkas, he's, uh, uh, he designed just about almost every Carnival ship that's in service now, all the way up into the, I think the Dream Class was his last project. Yep. Um, but the, the Breeze was the last one. Yep, and the Vista Class was heavily influenced by the dream class in general so a little bit different layouts and things like that but overall exterior and superstructure of the vista class is very heavily inspired off of his work as well absolutely and then, fantastic ships and of course a fun fact about you know some of his work he was also the lead designer and he was he was pretty much head of the project for the pinnacle project back in the early 2000s yeah that class was ahead of its time. It's unfortunate it didn't really come was. through fruition, but wow, what an amazing thing done by Joe Farkas. I mean, mm -hmm. he had his hand in a lot of amazing nautical projects here. So yeah, um, for sure. it's awesome. Great to see Cunard, though. Really looking forward to seeing this ship. Mm -hmm. But we're on topic of Carnival, Brandon. So shall we get into the Carnival Jubilee? Might as well. Carnival Jubilee. She's That's one right. of, uh, I to say I love the XL class is a very big understatement there i would say that the carnival jubilee in that carnival xl class is probably number two on my list only second to the oasis class the oasis class i credit giving like getting me into the cruise line and cruising in general back when i was a very young kid um 
of course, I'm not including the Icon class yet because I want to sail on her first. And of course, I want to active cruise ship. So as of right now, she that class is sitting number two on my list. Um, but I sailed on the Mardi Gras back in uh, 2022, back in March, and a fantastic ship. They really did such an incredible job, and it really issued a or issued and brought in a new era for Carnival Cruising because that ship, honestly, sailing on the Mardi Gras and just everything about that ship, it doesn't feel like your traditional Carnival ship. Um, I know, Tyler, you haven't sailed on Carnival before, but every Carnival cruise ship has the general same layout. Um, anything yeah. from when I say the destiny, you know, that, that includes the sunshine and all the new variants of that class, but everything from the destiny all the way up until, until the dream, of course, um, which was Joe Farkas's work, you know, they all have the same general layout for the most part. They have the big atrium in the middle, which not to say that that's a bad thing. It's a very great layout. And there's a reason why it was brought in with so many different classes of ships later on down the road. Uh, because of how well it was designed and everything. But, you know, all of those ships have the same layout. You've got your big atrium with the glass elevators. I miss those in the new ships. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you've got decks three, four, and five. You've got deck four always has the photo gallery. Deck five always has the shops. you got that big circle with everything. And then, of course, you know, as you come out of there, you know, you've got the, the dining room in the middle. And then if, if you go through on deck four, you know, there's... Uh, the dining room is on deck four, and there's also just more of the photo gallery, kids club. Deck five, you'll get the promenade on the uh, starboard side of the ship, right? Starboard, yeah. Star <laughs> I yeah, do my I left and right. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're facing the back, it's on your left-hand side. If, I could, if I'm remembering correctly, that's the uh, starboard side of the ship. So, um, but yeah, the starboard side of the ship, it's a pretty much a, a grand walk down. You get, you know, yep. a lot of just stuff on one side against the windows and you get the casino pretty much taking up the entire backside or the other port side of the ship. Um, and then from there you get, you know, make your way back to just different areas like, uh, some of the lounges, bars, things like that. But I mean, that's generally what carnival's layout is. Um, but when it comes to the Mardi Gras and the XL class and it, including the Jubilee, it's just, it's not even close to like that. You know, you get the big, the big atrium area, but it only takes up half the ship. You've got, you know, it, it's open with that big stage and the big glass windows, but then there's, there's shops underneath, you know, they got the candy store, the coffee shop, um, above that, you've got some restaurants and above that, you know, you've got more stuff. You got the casino that runs down the entire port side of the ship it, on, I, I don't even remember what deck it was, but it, it's not, you know, yeah. You know, with the original design, I'd be like, oh, yeah, deck five, doesn't matter what ship, deck five on the port side, you're going to see the casino. With the Mardi Gras, yeah. the Mardi Gras, you have no idea in that class. So it's just the way they designed it. And honestly, there's a there's like an elegance to the design, too. It's not like a, a very high fancy way, but like it's it feels like a beautiful ocean liner, not ocean liner, but ship. You know, there's a lot of extra care and just money put into it. You know, there's like a, a crystal or like a diamond staircase um, thing. Just little little things that like that that makes it feel more of like a high-end ship. Not that Carnival isn't Ooh. like a high-end cruise line or anything like that. But, of course, you just – with all the older ships, you don't expect a diamond staircase. You know, that's the last yeah. thing I – but it's it was really cool to see that on the Mardi Gras. And, you know, Jubilee is going to sail and – um, pretty much have just about everything else and 
there's a main strip on the starboard side of the of the XL class. Um, you'll have like Emerald's Bistro. Uh, you'll have some lounges, things like that. You know, there's some restaurants, bars. Um, I think the Alchemy Bar is up one level and on like kind of in the middle of that. Um, but that main strip where Emerald's Bistro is, they're actually including, this isn't on Mardi Gras or the Celebration, but they've got like LED panels. You can, are you familiar with like the Meraviglia class? You know, how they yes, do their promenades? Yes. It's, so it's yes. not quite like that. They've kind of have it like panels and they're wavy looking. But okay. they're doing so LED panels like, like that. Dome, so this is going right. to be more like a flat roof or is it... It's like a... Like and a wave, like a... It's like a wave effect. So, like, they're not going to be... Okay, that's They're not cool. going to be lined up. They're going to be, like, intertwined almost and, like, crossing each other. But, but yeah, like, with the Maravilla class, it's like a... It's almost like the... I don't, it's just, like, the whole ceiling is just one flat yeah. LED panel, whereas this is going to be, like, little wave effects to it. They're going to be doing, like, you know, probably, like, ocean and just water effects looking that's like that so with awesome. it. But it's really cool. It's something that's just not, not seen on the other ships. Yeah, and then for she's no, gonna debut the. Oh yeah, for sure, and you ne you definitely need to do that if you're gonna sail on Carnival sail for the first again, time. I've been looking at Mardi Gras, but she hasn't done a three night cruise. And to be frank, I haven't done the Carnival, so I don't want to commit with a full seven night cruise. So I'm yeah. looking for the opportunity for a three night cruise whenever that does come up, or four nights. So yeah, hopefully it comes up here shortly. But I would love to sail. I mean, I've been following that class of ship since. Uh, it came to Canaveral, right? Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful class. I've seen many ship tours on that ship. It is a stunning. It's probably Carnival's like best design yet. It the really whole is. class, the celebration and the Mardi Gras Jubilee. If it builds on what Carnival already perfected there with the XL class, it's going to be a phenomenal vessel. Right, for sure. And it, you know, like you've been following it for a long time. I've been I've been making videos on that ship ever since they ordered it. And that this class, I've been making videos on this. You know, ever since 2016. I remember, you no know, joke. looking back, this is more just like a nostalgia now that me thinking about it. But, you know, back when I first started making videos, I would mount a GoPro in my car. And as I was driving home from work, I would talk about cruise ships to my camera. And basically that was that was my cruise news segments that I used to do, you know, I've come a long way now. But, you know, I remember, you know, around that time that it was around the same time because there was um, the icon was ordered around that time as well. So I remember doing vividly yeah. doing a video about uh, maybe one or both of them at the same time. Um, or it was maybe, you know, within a few days of each other. But like, I remember, I think I even have a playlist. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. But like, there was, you know, a video we talked about like how they ordered a ship. There was also, you know, they finally named it. They, you know, steel cutting. Like I all sorts of stuff like i i followed that ship pretty much from start to finish and it's really it, it's almost not i wouldn't say maybe emotional but it's it's very crazy to think about that now that class is coming to a close you know even with the costa ships aida and pno yeah. all of those ships are out too that's right no i think it's funny is i remember watching your channel again i've been a longer time viewer brain before we kind of met mm -hmm. and uh it's funny i remember when i was littler watching you and you're like i booked mardi gras oh wait my cruise got canceled on mardi gras oh wait, yeah I'm don't remind me oh, wait, <laughs> that cruise got canceled oh wait oh we're finally going oh yeah. wait never mind <laughs> yeah good times but no what an amazing ship i'm excited to see it uh jubilee hopefully we'll be heading out of texas here in the next few years uh She'll be there, so I mean, can't ask for a better ship for the Lone Star State. Mm -hmm. I love also to have the Lone Star on the bow, mm -hmm. kind of like the breakaway, you know, with New York City. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, she is going to be liquefied natural gas. I believe that's the first ship for Galveston yep. to get natural gas. Um, a lot of people thought that Star of the Seas, now that they have, now Galveston is a, uh, is a provider of natural gas, that yeah. Star of the Seas, which is Icon 2, for those who don't know, um, they think it, Galveston is going to get Icon 2 or Star of the Seas, which I'm sorry to say, but at least me personally no. thinking it's that's a bit of a pipe dream. Um, especially now that they Actually, just recently yeah. they recently announced that Harmony of the Seas is going to be staying there mm -hmm. in Galveston through 2026. And sorry to sorry to rain on the parade, anybody that had hopes or anything like that. It was more of just you know now that they've confirmed it. Um, but you know Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean and Carnival are completely different. They're polar opposites when it comes oh, yeah. to Galveston. That market is that's funny. That's a secondary market for Royal Caribbean, whereas that's one of the hubs for Carnival. Yeah, Carnival will. I'll, they'll always put a new ship, at least one new ship out of each class that will go to Galveston. Whereas yeah, Carnival or the Royal Caribbean, I don't yeah. think they've ever put a Alone brand new ship. First big ship for them, yeah. Yep, they had the Liberty of the Seas there for a very long time. I don't think they've ever oh, put yeah. a brand new ship, Royal Caribbean at least. I don't think they've ever put a new ship in Galveston. No, they haven't. And what I think is funny, so Galveston, but don't give up hope though. There still is one more icon class ship coming out and so yep. the chances of you getting the last one it is a lot higher than this one mm -hmm. um so don't give up hope there galveston with broker but yeah to your point there brandon though yeah galveston i mean they have the voyager now the mariners going there which i'm sad to have yeah they're swapping it's my favorite royal caribbean ship besides mm -hmm. the ones on the west coast the navigator so unfortunately yeah. that's happening but we're getting voyager and canaveral so it's not like that mm -hmm. bad because voyager is beautiful with that amplification but yeah, no, I'm excited to see Carnival again. As you mentioned, there it's kind of funny how Royal and Carnival operate in Galveston, like polar opposite in terms of what their deployments are. Like Royal Caribbean doesn't always put their newest and the greatest. Carnival mm -hmm. is not afraid to do that, even though to the same point with Royal Caribbean, uh, they didn't put one of the first ones in Galveston. And then that was the kind of surprising thing when Mardi Gras was first announced that she went to Canaveral out of all places. But mm -hmm. now it makes sense, right? Because right. now the Canaveral is the biggest, busiest port in the country, in the world, to be frank, in terms mm -hmm. of cruise ships. Debatable, so but yes. <laughs> now it makes sense. Well, yeah. From the sheer number of people, yeah. The, again, this is a hot topic for right. another day, but... Um, At the date of this recording, yeah. it is still number one. So yeah, it, that's mostly because of the you know Canaveral having the Space Center and Disney and things like that. Yes. A lot of the New York ships will come down, and you know, and now that we're getting big ships up in New York, so they're all coming down as port stops. Yep. So they they count passenger travel like traffic. That's that's pretty much what's putting Canaveral over Miami. Oh yeah, but the sheer number of home ported ships and things like that, it's still Miami still takes the cake. Um, but oh, yeah, far. I mean, I'm going down there next week. Uh, when you watch this podcast, I'll be on yeah. the cruise right now. And uh, yeah, oh my word, there I was eight ships there. I was like, holy cow! I mean, yeah, that's normal. Never have a day. <laughs> it's crazy. Canaveral and eight, and it's like, oh, just another day. That is another is, day. I mean, yeah. I'm crazy for that. No, the, the, but Canaveral, and we'll still get back to cruise ships here. But uh, Canaveral, the big reason that the ships from the Northeast come down here, not the Space Center, not Disney, it's because of our cheap, cheap food so that's why the cruise lines would rather get provisions in canaveral than in new york yeah. because up there food is ridiculous so mm -hmm. that's the reason here but yeah back to the point here of uh, cruises and new ships a lot of great ones coming out uh, i think with that we should move into our next cruise ship here which i believe is coming out with princess cruise line speaking of south florida the brand new sun princess brandon yep princess cruises is putting out another big boy or one of their biggest ones uh, the Sun Princess debuting at 175,000 tons. So she's just a smidge smaller than the Jubilee that we just finished talking about. 
Um, but she's she's the largest ship for the Princess Cruise Line fleet. Absolutely massive of a ship. It's really cool to see this, right? Princess Cruise Line with the Regal Princess and stuff. I don't know what class that is, but mm -hmm. it, it is a downfall princess. Like me and Brandon, Same we here. know Carnival Royal very closely. The other mm -hmm. cruise lines, we know a little bit. We know not to be dangerous, right? But not like expert level stuff. So I'm not sure exactly the technical name of this class of the ship with the, the Regal. But even still, this is a massive change for Princess Cruise Line. They're, I mean... One of the biggest things, like, they're having a lot of neat things. The Spear-class ship is what they're calling this, which I think is because of this glass dome that they have on yep. the size of the ship, which is The big sphere, amazing. yeah. Oh, my word. Wow, what a venue. I'm looking forward to seeing those uh, first real photos from that, you know, not mm -hmm. renders, but real-life photos. It's, it's an amazing ship. But, Brandon, to be truth be told, when I saw this one feature on this ship, I was amazed. I I would never expected Princess Cruise Line to put this on this ship. And that was a ropes course slash zip line slash like hang glider where you grab onto a bar and maybe roll down. Mm -hmm. Never in a million years would expect, expect Princess Cruise Line to put something like that on one of their ships. Because to me, Princess Cruise Line, I don't know about you, Brandon, but to me, Princess Cruise Line is a much older demographic. So to have like yeah. a ropes course, which is often like the kids and the uh, I yeah. would never expected that, but super cool. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, with when it comes to you know the demographic, I, even maybe not even necessarily the older demographic, but just they're they're a more traditional type of cruisers. Uh, they do, they don't go for the high and mighty you know water parks and water slides and the ultimate abyss, the roller coasters. People people who cruise Princess are usually going for the exotic destinations, and they're just there for a more traditional type of cruising which is, you know, the complete opposite of where the industry is going. So Princess is one of those, you know, and Cunard as well, but Princess is one of those cruise lines that's just kind of keeping it the way things have always been for the yeah. last 20, 30 plus years for the industry. And now they're changing it up, which again, mm -hmm. a lot of cruise lines, I noticed that like we got Carnival, Carnival with the XL. I mean, XL has been mm -hmm. around for a few years, but still a lot of cruise lines are shifting things up, which is great because they're building what they already know, right? They know this works. So how mm -hmm. can we improve? You just look at what happened with the icon, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm -hmm. That's like evolution of the Oasis class on steroids. For, so for Princess, this is like them going, okay, we know this stuff works on our brand. We're going to mm -hmm. take it on a bigger scale with the Sun Princess. And wow, oh wow, I am looking forward to seeing that thing in South Florida this upcoming February. It is an amazing ship with lots of an amazing, you know, mm -hmm. not to just mention the dome. They have other areas of the ship too. Right. Like I believe cool they had this cool like like where you can swim from inside to outside i was watching something on adam salvage the guy who used to be on MythBusters on his youtube channel tested mm -hmm. where he was walking through with the engineer a lot of big things for princess on that ship with mm -hmm. design but also propulsion they first as a pod i believe on a yep. princess ship. So that's a big game changer yeah and as it's surprising that it took them this long to start using ad as yeah. but um but that seems to be the the direction of the industry, I'm surprised Absolutely. that the MSC World Class has the original twin screws, which is, I, I like to make the joke, sorry MSC, but I like to make the joke that MSC captains like to hit stuff. Um, <laughs> and so when they have, when they, you know, they have these massive 200,000 ton ships with twin screws, I, I don't see that going too well. Yeah, even but, the new, uh, like, MSC, the Europa one that came out this year, I mean, mm -hmm. that thing is twin screwed too so i don't know maybe mm -hmm. it's msc not wanting to invest the money into which you would think for an expedition cruise ship you would want to you know the latest and greatest propulsion so but mm -hmm. no i i agree it's very interesting here and i don't think next year there is any new msc ships coming out 
which I believe the year after there is the 25, beautiful yeah. world America. Oh my mm-hmm. word. We're, that's going to be next year's show, but I'm looking forward to that one. Cause for sure. Holy cow. A lot of us, that's pretty much a topic for another day. Just that class mm-hmm. of ship, but yeah, princess cruise line. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing it in South Florida. Cause it is going to be again, a game changer revolutionizing for princess yeah. because it's bringing a lot of things that they know works. And a lot of new things, so yeah. I'm gonna look forward to see what people's reviews and reactions are to the ship once it starts sailing. Right, and like you mentioned earlier, there's a there's a ropes course. That's a first time for yeah. for Princess Cruises. Of course, not a first for the industry. We've been seeing that since no. the, I believe the Breakaway. Actually, no, the Carnival Magic back in 2010 was the first ship to ever have a ropes course. Um, not as quite as big as and extravagant as the ones that NCL used to be used to do, um, but nonetheless, it was the first ship to do it back in 2010, and now. Princess Cruises, Princess, the last cruise line I ever thought would have a ropes course, let alone this. I know, right? This new, I don't even know what to call this. It's like a, it's like a hang glider almost, like you described yeah, you earlier. Grab onto it and yeah, right. Very interesting. So you're on a track almost like you are with, uh, for those who are familiar with the Vista class from Carnival, uh, like Skyride, where instead of biking around in this little cart though around the top deck. You're harnessed in and you're like strapped up and you're hanging on to basically a big metal bar above your head and you're gliding across the uh, the top deck here. Deck, I think it's like Deck 19 or Adventure or something, something like, like that. Yeah. Park 19 Adventure Park. That's what it is. Um, there you go. But yeah, that it's definitely something that itself is kind of a first for the industry because I've never seen that on a cruise ship as far in that style no. at least. Again, it's kind of similar to what they have on the Vista class with the Skyride. Kind of reminds me of on Icon. We'll get to Icon in a second mm-hmm. here. But Icon, again, as you mentioned there, it's a trend. Icon has like a ropes course too. And Icon kind of has the same thing. Or except minus the gliding, like you don't have to hold on to a bar. It's kind of the same thing though, like the same kind of track where it's not like, it's not a zip line. It's like a roller coaster zip line thing kind yeah. of. You were seeing those yeah. on land. But yeah, no, pretty cool though, Princess. I mean, again, as Brandon mentioned, I, that was the last thing when I heard, saw that ship announced that I would expect to be on a Princess cruise ship. But yeah. I see you, Princess. Trying to get yeah. a new demographic on your ships. Good for you. I hope it works out well. Yeah, and they're also the last cruise line that I expected to be building something 175,000 tons. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. That is going to be a big girl. A small ship, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like a very beautiful ship. I'd like to sail on her. Princess is not a cruise line that I traditionally will go on. I've never sailed on Princess before. Um, but, of, of course, me just looking at it, I'd like to try it out or at least like check out the ship as far as a tour. Um, Absolutely. But, but overall, it looks, it's a very pretty looking ship, and I believe she's got either, at least one or two sister ships coming out in the next couple of years as well. And, and Princess is expanding their home ports too. I mean, they're coming to Canaveral. They're out of Galveston yeah. again. I mean, Princess Cruise Line is definitely shaking things up, which is great to see because they're a great cruise line. I know a lot of people who have sailed on them. And they have nothing but you know positive right. reviews to say about Princess. So right. If you're looking to the next ship, there's a lot of ships here going on, but uh, we move to the big ones yet. Do we go to the icon or do we, there's another one, Brandon? There is another one. We have the second largest ship in the world. We have the Utopia of the Seas. Oasis 6 is debuting on a very unexpected itinerary. Utopia of the Seas is, again, Oasis 6. She's identical sister ship or close to identical sister ship to the Oasis, or not Oasis, for the Wonder of the Seas that debuted back in 2022 after the COVID restart. Um, Each of the Oasis class have come out in pairs. So Oasis and Allure look identical and they came out. Harmony and Symphony came out looking both identical. Um, Just minor differences. Actually, fun fact, you can tell each of the six Oasis class ships apart. 
uh, even pre-renovation for Oasis, you could still tell them apart by the life the lifeboat configurations. Oh yeah, you're right. And then um, and then Harmony and Symphony, of course, are much different because of the solarium, how far forward it comes. Um, but then you know, but those two are identical. But the way you can tell those two apart is that Symphony, the Aqua Theater suites, are more vertical and they stretch out further than they do on Harmony, where it slopes like it does on the original two Oasis and Allure. And of course, Wonders is completely different than the previous four. Um, and then we have Utopia that has those bridge wings um, that have turned into suites. Yes. So it's really cool that they're kind of keeping that, which each one is a little bit bigger than the last. But not only that, you can still tell each of the six apart even. You know, it's a lot easier to tell Oasis and Allure apart now before the renovations of Allure. And, you know, while well, Oasis had hers quite a while ago now. Um, but, yeah, it's really cool. Speaking of Allure, for the folks listening to the podcast, check out the last episode. We went over our cruise together on Allure this season if you want to learn more about that style of ship here. But, no, as mentioned, one Utopia, absolutely amazing. I sailed on Wonder mm-hmm. earlier this year. I love that ship. It's not my favorite uh, ship, but still a phenomenal ship. I really mm-hmm. love the changes that Royal Caribbean's made, especially in the Windjammer. That was one of the things we mentioned on our podcast Last episode was about the Windjammer and how it wasn't as great as like the the Wonder and now Utopia. Utopia, they're making these changes. As I mentioned throughout this podcast, right, cruise lines know what works and they're mm-hmm. improving on it drastically, which is absolutely amazing to see. I mean, there's so many cool changes on Utopia. The food truck, that's one, right? Yeah, there is food yeah, trucks cool. as like a snack option or a food option. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's paid to eat, which is nice. Um, but there is a food there is a food truck option on the main pool area on Utopia of the Seas where you can get things. I I don't remember exactly what they are, but I know and they also have a big ice cream bar as well that they're putting in yes. that area. That'd be really really it's neat great. to have. Because that was one of the complaints on our Laura cruise was the ice cream machine was great, but it was in a weird spot. Like it was mm-hmm. there was like hardly any room, right? I mean you weren't right. with there to ice cream. It was it was a very tight corner, which is, again as I mentioned earlier. Each time these new classes, these new ships in these classes of ships, they come out, they're improving on what mm-hmm. works. And I'm excited to sail on Utopia. There's so many cool things coming on this vessel. You know, as Brandon mentioned, with those Solarium Bridge Wings, I'm excited to see those in person, see mm-hmm. how they look, right? Because the ones on Oasis, they're not the best looking. Now, they are great. terrible. Like, they do get their job done, but mm-hmm. they don't look exactly the best. No, they don't. And I, I've seen a couple pictures so far of Utopia of the Seas. Um, as she's like coming out and you know becoming you know more and more put together and everything, she has floated out, so her superstructure is finished. Uh, it definitely looks a lot more natural um, good. than the Oasis because you know on on the Wonder the Slayer goes all the way up to the front, so it almost like continues that glass um, just across and covers across those bridge wings. And funny you mentioned the the ice cream earlier on the Allure. Some lady stole my ice cream. Did I tell you about that? What? Yeah, no, I, actually, I think I, I, I knew you took a while. You were there for a little bit longer than me, but I was like, huh? Oh, funny no way. That's crazy. Funny, funny side story. I think your brother was hanging out with me and Justin when this happened. But um, but uh, pretty much what happens is that, you know, we were waiting in line to get our our ice cream and some, you know, some lady, the guy like reached out and gave me the ice cream cone. And like as he was handing it to me, some lady like with a scavenger hunt paper in her hand goes, Hey, I'm in a scavenger hunt. I need this. And they just grabbed it and ran off. I was like, oh, that was my ice cream. She was like, side quest. I want ice cream. 
It was a side quest that funny. stole my ice cream, man. I was, I was like, what the heck? Theft the, on the high, that's your new YouTube video for that. Vlog, theft on the, theft high on the high seas. The crew member looked at me like, what just happened? <laughs> okay, here's another one. That's yeah, too for funny. Real. But no, I'm looking forward to seeing that that bar on the Utopia, that ice mm. cream bar with the toppings and stuff. That's going to be great. I'm also excited for that food truck. There's some mm. other things. I think the lime and coconut, They, because I wonder where the lime and coconut is. It's They still have it, but it's mm. not as defined as on Utopia. It's huge I believe on I Utopia. wonder where that is. That's where the TV screen, where that, mm. you know, that uh, stadium seating is, which I don't think there's a TV screen on Utopia. It hasn't been shown yet, which I hope I don't think is, we've seen that, that part of, of it yet. Okay. At least. I don't yeah, think we've seen that seen look it, or that yeah. angle yet. Yeah. I hope there is because that was one of the things that was complaints on all the other ones is there's no TV screen at the pool deck, which is like on every other Royal Caribbean ship at your pool deck for the most part, you have a TV screen. So, you know, it's kind mm -hmm. of like, well, unfortunate because, you know, you can watch the the funny videos they have on, you know, those they, they, they finally they switched to the, they used to always on every cruise, this is a side story here, on every cruise they used to play like Red Bull TV. Now it's those like uh, fail army videos, which are, it's always funny to watch mm -hmm. in the pool deck in between movies or uh, whatever else they have on. So, no, I'm bummed if they don't have that on there. But other than that, Utopia, I'm looking forward to getting on her. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be on one of the first ones. The, the prices aren't bad, which was one of the funny things. Like, Icon's, like, crazy expensive. Utopia, considering how new she is, she's mm -hmm. not terribly priced. Right, exactly. And it is it is playing a, a factor that she is on the three and four night itineraries. And True. just just to jump back to, you know, what you were saying earlier, you know, that <laughs> we keep jumping back and forth, but, um, you know, they really have perfected the Oasis class, you know, each of the, again, each two ships are, you know, in a pair and each two get better than the last. And Absolutely. I think with Utopia, they've done so much. They've taken what's great about the originals and they've also taken what's great about the icon, which is essentially a Oasis class 2.0, in my opinion. But they've really yes. taken what's great about the originals and the next latest and greatest and put that into the uh, Utopia of the Seas and the Wonder of the Seas to make those ships just, you know, the best version the Oasis class can be. That's what I love about Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean, even the amplifications, whatever mm -hmm. they do currently that they know works, they're not afraid to put it on other ships. Amplification's a prime example, right? When some things were rolling out for Icon, which is something funny that I've now noticed, and I'll be like, oh, okay. So that's the one thing to watch out is that if there's a new venue on board the cruise ship, probably it's a test bed to see if it's going to work for a future build. So, like, I mean, you look at the, uh, what's a good example? The water slide's a prime example, right? They mm -hmm. tested out on some of the ships on Navigator for probably testing for Icon, right? right so exactly. that's one thing I love about Royal Caribbean is that they're not afraid to, you know, build on what already works, right? Because they'll think about it what they tried new things like the resort style pool deck right they tried that they took a big bold move and look at it now mm -hmm. almost every ship is getting this pool deck because it's that great so that's one thing i love about royal caribbean is they're not afraid to innovate and that's one thing i think a lot of other cruise lines need to learn is that you know you have to take risks to get where you're going right i mean let's look at coco Absolutely. Cay, for example right they're the only cruise line who has that crazy of an island but now look carnival is building a similar island right Carnival's, so that's one yep. thing yes i'm amazed and good job royal caribbean yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Royal Caribbean is really paving the path to continue to change the industry. You know, what the Oasis class did for the industry is why the industry is the way it is today. And I think Icon's going to do the exact same thing for the next 20 plus years. Absolutely. And as you mentioned here, it's going to be crazy. Oasis is, you know, it's been out for a while. The whole class has been out since 2010, mm -hmm. 2009, right? 
and yet those ships don't seem old whatsoever. Nope. It's gonna be crazy in 30 years, right? We'll be going on these cruise ships, and they still won't be like you'll be like, oh, like typically now if you see like the Voyager, people are like oh, that ship's so old. But in reality, they're not really. I mean, they're old, no. but they don't feel old, right? So that's gonna be crazy. Going, you know, fast forward 20 years, even 30 years, what in the world is the industry gonna look like? And Oasis class, I presume they're gonna be like a Royal Caribbean, but how in the world are they going to look compared to what the tonnage is out there now? Because, I mean, think about it. We're in 2023 and we have an icon of this siege. Just imagine in 20 years what they're coming out with. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to be an interesting cruise industry, and I'm excited to be along for the ride over the next 20, 30 years. Yep. And again, you know, do they, they continue to perfect the Oasis class and just make it bigger and better each and every time. And, you know, they... Absolutely. The way they did it, you know, back in 2009... You know, it was such a incredible game changer, and it still is. Each each variant of the Oasis class and each of these six ships, including Utopia, Utopia is going to be the best of the best out of the Oasis class. But you know, it always is. Each one gets bigger and better than the last one, and they they continue to just pave the way and change the game every time. It doesn't matter if it's the original. I mean, we just got off the Allure of the Seas. That's and it's basically its original state. You know, no upgrades at all, and that ship is amazing. And nothing really compares, Normal. even with the Allure not having upgrades. There's nothing in the industry that compares to Allure of the Seas. You know, the only exactly. thing, the only ship that rivals the Oasis class is the Icon class or the other Oasis class ships. You know, it it's taken 12 to 13 years for another cruise line to even touch 200,000 tons. And it's MSC Cruises, yeah. which like congratulations to them. That's incredible. But even That's with awful. the World American class or the World America or the World Europa class, you know, for MSC, they still don't come close to just the sheer magnitude of the Oasis class ships. Absolutely. There's nothing in you know, as you mentioned, there, there's nothing like it. I mean, Carnival, even Carnival, I mean that's another episode for a future podcast, right? What in the world's going on with them, right? We're going to yep. say that for another episode coming up. In the that's our week. next episode, actually. Right. Next episode yeah. is the future of Carnival uh, Next Generation Ships, by the way. So stay tuned for next episode. Yeah, make sure you stay tuned, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, you hit the subscribe button with the bell. If you're watching on Spotify, make sure you like the podcast and you follow it so you can go ahead and be notified when that podcast drops because mm -hmm. Brandon and the panel, they're going to be discussing this because again this is an interesting topic here because carnival doesn't have new builds for a few years i don't think they have any new builds scheduled or there's even no the orders works. yeah so that's again stay tuned for that but back to royal caribbean they're not any way shape or form stopping they got the icon they mm -hmm. got this you know the utopia of the seas coming out and then they have top secret project discovery supposedly in the works Ooh, that's so another one that we're gonna do in the next uh, couple weeks Oh, yeah, that's going to be another good one. So, yeah, again, make sure you're staying tuned to this podcast because we got some hot topics that a lot of yeah. other channels in the cruise you know, industry aren't talking about. So we're going to dive into every single little detail here on this mm -hmm. podcast. But, Brandon, I think we covered Utopia a decent amount. Um, um, other than the itineraries. Uh, oh, yeah, Let's just to jump into that, and then we'll get into our last ship on the list here. Yeah. Uh, again, Proving that the Oasis class each and every time is just changing the industry and changing the way we do things here in the cruise industry. Utopia is going straight into three and four night itineraries from Port, yeah. from Port Canaveral and, yeah, just short Bahama cruises. Can you remember, Please. other than Disney ship, has there ever been a, a ship that's gone straight into three and four night itineraries? 
No, there hasn't been. Exactly. Besides Disney Wish. Disney Wish. Well, of course, it's Disney. And Disney. Disney's always done now. that. I think Magic sense, originally right? was like that in 98. And, yep. you know, the Dream was like that in 2011 or whenever that came out. And then, you know, the Wish. Yep. But Disney's the only cruise line I've ever seen do that. But they've Absolutely. really changed and evolved the weekend cruises. And I know it's its own special market, uh, especially for us Florida cruisers and just I the locals here cruises. in this market. Right, exactly. I mean, we've we've worked our way up from Majesty of the Seas doing three and four night cruises to Coco Cay, which was essentially a a sandbar with some trees on Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. And then you know, then we got Enchantment, and then we worked up to Mariner, which was a huge deal because we were getting a was, big, big wow. ship. It, that was a big deal back in 2017. We got a big ship on three and four night itineraries, and yeah. you know, going to Coco Cay, which had just been completely redone, and again. Royal Caribbean continues just to they continue to take risks and getting big rewards out of it because they are absolutely dominating the market again not only with Utopia of the Seas but this next ship again this next ship on our list Icon is going to absolutely change the game again oh my word Icon is nothing short of game changing now Mm -hmm. to some it may look like to us cruise industry veterans here you may look like the Oasis class but it's nothing like it they're absolutely game changing it now yes there's a few things. Central Park. They know how much everyone loves that, so they, they said, okay, we're going to put that on the ship. The boardwalk is renamed, but it's a different vibe. It's totally different. Completely different. On the other Oasis class ships, it's kind of more like, you know, some bars, restaurants, shops, and the Aqua Theater at the Central Piece. Mm-hmm. This one, nothing short of an area for the kids. If you have kids, this is the area. You got to book one of those surfside cabins so you can be close to the action because trust me, your kids are never going to want to leave this place. Because what's cool is they put the kids club underneath it. It's all in one area. Very, very unique design. Wow, I didn't again, know that. And again, I think to this day, Brandon, I think you know this really well. They're the only cruise line at this point in time who has like dedicated, legit themed neighborhoods. Other cruise lines may have wanted to be, but they're the only ones who have legit neighborhoods on board. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Actually, the Mardi Gras, the XL class, kind of has okay. that neighborhood idea. But um, but yeah, n- still nothing like uh, Royal Caribbean. Yeah. Royal Caribbean's been doing that since 2009 on the Oasis, and you know they still continue to do it, and they just make it bigger and better every time. Oh yeah, I mean Central Park and Icon. They they said oh, people love that area, so we're gonna make it bigger, right? Amazing mm-hmm. area, promenade. Now the promenade, holy cow, that is two decks amazing. worth of stuff. There's lounges and bars that line the top row of the promenade, and the promenade below it has everything else that you would normally see. You know, the more and more we talk about this icon of the seas, the more and more I want to book a sailing on the ship. I was originally like, uh, you know, it's just gonna be just another Oasis 2.0, right? I'm but on sailing number more, four, baby. Closer and closer. Yeah, I don't know when I'm hoping to go on it, but. I hope it's soon mm-hmm. because trust me, I want to get on the ship. We also, I want to be on the ship for you guys so I can show you this amazing ship, right? Because a lot of people won't be able to go on it. So yeah. if I'm able to get the opportunity, whatever, whenever that is, I would love to go on it because this yeah. ship is nothing short of game changing with the Royal Promenade, with that new spear, which they're using for like a stair and also using to, which is pretty cool. I'm not sure if you know this, Brandon, but mm-hmm. they're using that spear to help with the weight distribution of the ceiling, which is like, wow, amazing. Really? The Wow. I think so. That's what they said. They needed they needed a structural element. Instead of using rails or poles, they're going to mm-hmm. use the spear. I, I forget the exact, it's, like, it's in mm-hmm. one of the making of the Icon episodes. Right, right, right. So, but wow. And then we didn't even talk the pool deck. I mean, the pool deck is you got the whole entire pool deck, which has like the biggest, like the first swim up bar on a cruise ship. I mean, that's crazy. That's cool. That's you crazy. You also got 
you know some the biggest plus seed too on the icon mm -hmm. and not to mention here you oh i think tyler froze the uh -oh. cruise line at any time up to this point has cruise ships mm -hmm. like the you know the amazing ship as well as the water park right i mean msc norwegian they're getting in the water slide but still royal caribbean which i think is funny royal caribbean to this point in time they weren't uh they get up until i think harmony they were like yeah we don't do yep. water slides but now look at them they tested the waters Crazy. with the liberty of the seas back i think early maybe late 2015 is when they first started yep. trying to put that on the ship and it, it did really well on liberty and so i think they finally went okay this is kind of a Again, taking the big risk and getting big, big rewards. And oh my word! Every did. time, every time Royal Caribbean decides to take a risk, they end up changing the entire industry, and they get they get big, big you know rewards out of that. Absolutely, because you know, that That's absolutely say, changed their I ships. It used to be, to it used to be that it was more of an adult-facing cruise line, and you know, not to say that yeah. you know it's now flooded with kids on Royal Caribbean, but now they're more of a family cruise line than more of than you know it used to be you know, that they didn't do a whole lot when it came to families, or it was just more of just like a, not an older crowd, but just the, again, more of a traditional cruise line. Um, you know, That's everything with the water slides and just water parks you would picture with Carnival, but Royal Caribbean's changing the way. Really, you know, Carnival Cruise Line right now is just eating the dust of Royal Caribbean right now. It really, it's really you know, is crazy. Ever since, yeah. ever since COVID, Royal Caribbean has mopped the floor with, absolutely everybody in the entire industry absolutely you know again nothing you against know, carnival i do love carnival and you know as much as i've been sailing royal caribbean lately and especially since after covid you know i love carnival i've sailed with them more yeah. than anybody else despite all my recent you know royal cruises but I, royal caribbean is just they're just doing everything right right now yes and that's one of the things like i as me, if this is the perfect cruise line, right? Because that's why I, I sailed. I've only sailed Royal Caribbean. I have 20 mm -hmm. cruises. I've only sailed Royal mm -hmm. because they have the project. They have the project for everyone. You can invite, take your grandparents with you. You can invite, you know, your young cousins. You can invite your friends from school. Anyone can go on Royal Caribbean. It's not so not too expensive. It, their, their prices have gone up. Except Everything's gone up nowadays. <laughs> but still, it's they're not like for the. For the value you get, I mean, you. I mean, they don't charge like unlike some cruise lines. Most of their main activities aren't nickel and diming, like the Flow Rider. They don't charge for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, there's a lot of value with Royal Caribbean, and it's for everyone, right? So that's one thing with Icon. Icon, yes, people are saying, oh, because of the water slides, it's going to be more of a of a kids ship. But in reality, there's still a lot of things for adults to do. You have the yeah. Solarium, which I don't. Is yeah, they have an adults only area. And I don't think it's called the Solarium. It's like that adults only. Yeah, it's it's um, like Lookout Point or something like that, or something. Yeah, it's, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, to like tie it into, I mean, it's a even with the water park, it's you know that's there's water slides in the cruise industry that's been going around for a long time, but having a this is a true water park, and it's yes, the size. Real. This really seems to be about the size of what we see in Coco Cay in some areas, and you know to say that you know, like you mentioned, there's fun for everybody. The there's raft slides in this water park that will hold a family of four inside of a raft. That's what it's yeah. designed to do. Unreal. So it's not like they're just, you know, like, oh, this is a kid's water park. No, this is a family's water park. And that's just a small a corner and a small side, park. you know. Yeah, that's a small section of the ship. I wouldn't say a small this section, but like compared to the rest of the size of this thing, that's a small little area on this massive oh, yeah. ship. And it's it's fun for everybody. 
what I think is crazy is they basically threw the whole entire throw water park, right? And they put it on like a small area mm -hmm. of the ship, which is just the amount of slides that they have in mm -hmm. this area. Now the slides don't they're not like long. Like they're mm -hmm. they're still long slides, but they're not like, you know, you're not gonna be on the slide for like a minute. Mm -hmm. But still, these slides are legit slides. They're not cutting any corners with them being, you know, not just a little oh you get a little tube and you go down a, a uh, you know a little mm -hmm. slide like a carnival it's like beyond the vista you know you have that little tube yeah. slide no these are legit full-fledged like you would see at like a disney water park mm -hmm. uh or any other major water park on land again one of the many things that i'm just like i gotta go on icon because yep. that doesn't even include the food options there's a lot of new food it's options. a long icon. list i mean icon Holy cow! I need to book a mm -hmm. sailing on that ship. Yep. And again, I'm I'm on the fourth ever sailing for Icon, and I the the hype that I have is just unmatched, you know. And and kind of like we mentioned, you know, having Thrill Water Park, you know, as that water park on on board Icon, it essentially is. And I've been yeah. I I joke, but I'm serious about it when I say that the Icon of the Seas is Coco K on a ship really is it Has really and truly bar? is i mean a swim up bar it's got the big water park it's got the hideaway beach type area you know the new adults only area yes. it's you know they've got that big pool in the back of the ship that's you know again fun for everybody you know you got the giant water park you've got a floor rider that's not too far beside or like behind that but then right yeah. there you have you have a relaxation area with a pool with a large infinity pool one of the first infinity pools at the sea but this infinity pool is suspended 10 decks above, you know, the one below it. You know, I think it's Unreal. like deck eight is the next thing below it. And you're suspended on this, you know, infinity pool on deck 18. Yeah. The, I mean, Icon, again, the more and more I see of it. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's just going to be another ship. I, I was impressed, but I wasn't like, mm -hmm. I didn't understand the hype. The more and more closer it gets to delivery, the more and more I'm like, this ship is Unreal. I mean, the amount of things that Royal Caribbean has perfected on this ship from the original mm -hmm. Oasis class, it's amazing. Plus, not to, not to add, the Aqua Dome. Holy cow. I was watching uh, Nick Weir, the vice president of entertainment at Royal Caribbean. Yep. He showed a video of all the jets and the Oh, the it's unbelievable. Today. Holy cow. Again, the more and more the ship gets closer to delivery, the more and more hype I feel. And I'm like, I need to book this cruise because it's amazing. And funny you mentioned the Aquadome, you know, that it's truly inspired by the Aqua Theater and 270 combined. And that's really mm -hmm. what they're trying to accomplish here. 270 from the Quantum class uh, and then the Aqua Theater from the Oasis class. And they really perfected it and merged the two together because it, it does have those LED screens that the 270 has for their, for their entertainment venue and their further shows. But it also has the Aqua Theater element with the pool and the diving and acrobatics. But believe it or not, the diving and the high dives on Icon of the Seas in that Aquadome is a higher high dive than the Oasis class. And you're inside of a dome. That is high already. The Oasis class is crazy high. I mean, when we're on the cruise, we're like, how on earth do you do it, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the pool That's a small pool. And you're like, wow. But, but this is another area of brain. This is an area a lot of us are forgetting, too. A Royal Caribbean Classic reinvented on the icon. Studio B, which is not going to be, I believe, um, I forget the technical name of it. But I forgot, yeah. They're, they're redoing the ice skating rink, which is... It's I a mean, circle. That has never changed. Yes, it's absolutely amazing, right? Because that's one of the biggest complaints with the other ships. Uh, like you go on, you know, Oasis or something. Is if you Depending where you sit in the room, you don't get a good view. But now, every seat in the room has a great view. 
mm-hmm. which is I'm looking forward to this. I mean, I was watching again Nick Weir. Nick Weir has been teasing a lot of the Royal Entertainment mm-hmm. for Icon, and holy cow, I'm excited for this, to say the least. Absolutely, and again, it's it's the Oasis class 2.0 is exactly in everything that that class is. You know, if they were to if they were to build the Oasis. They they start over Project Genesis, which is uh, for those who don't know, Project Genesis was the original code name for the Oasis class um, back in 2007, 2008 when the f- ship was first ordered and the project was announced. It was Project Genesis before it was Oasis mm-hmm. Seas. Uh, but if they were to restart Project Genesis from 2023, you would end up with Icon of the Seas. Absolutely no, I'm looking forward to it. It is an amazing ship. I am again very excited to see. This ship in South Florida in a few weeks. I, legit, it's going to be a few weeks, which is mm-hmm. hard, just weird to say, right? Because it's coming out and it's getting delivered in the next few days or weeks. And right. then it comes she just to passed, Florida in January. Yep, she just passed yeah. her final round of sea trials. Uh, so she is set for delivery very soon. Icon of the Seas is set to make her maiden voyage from the Port of Miami on January 17th, I believe is it. it is, yep. or somewhere between mid to late I January. So. But um, I will be on the fourth ever sailing on February 17th. Yep. So there's a lot of content coming from that cruise. Again, to say my excitement for that is unmatched is an understatement because I, I know yeah. the Oasis and the Allure is what got me into cruising when I was a very young kid. But I mean, the icon is basically me. I, I feel like I'm basically, you know, 12 year old me watching the icon or watching the Oasis and Allure being built. But now I'm sailing on that ship, one of its first ever sailings as an adult, you know, getting the opportunity to actually do that. But, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we've, we've spent a lot of time and we've only scratched the surface on Icon yeah, of the really, Seas. No it, it's truly an absolute incredible thing. You know, when we talked about Cunard earlier and said, you know, if you ever have a chance to go see a Cunard ship in port, go see it. You know, I, I feel like the same thing is anytime you see an a Icon class ship, or you have the opportunity to go see it because you will not Absolutely. be disappointed it's just you know for people like you and me we go ship spotting that's normal for us we like to go see cruise ships yeah. and things like that but like <laughs> just for like for even the crew like the casual cruiser just going out to watch a ship and like go see a ship in person the icon seeing the icon of the seas in person is just going to just change your perspective on like everything you know yeah, of course i haven't not. seen it before yet or at least but you know it's it's yeah. going to be a absolute wonder of the world to see the icon of the seas no absolutely it's going to be an icon at sea oh, okay there, that's why i named the show that their marketing anyway, guys, is uh, their marketing is yeah. the icon of vacations it so pretty much is but um anyway, but yeah guys, we'll wrap up wrap up our podcast today yep yep um so we'll enough with one last thing here is there what ship out of all i mean i think i know the answer to this but what ship are you most excited to see next year well, that unfortunately you kind of guessed it already. Icon of the Seas. Icon I mean, of the seas, I was baby. at Utopia. Like, I told you, Utopia is great. Utopia is number my number two. But I mean, mm-hmm. so many good ships. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to pick one. Brandon, what's yours? It's definitely going to be Icon of the Seas for me, and of yeah, course, that's why yeah. we saved the best for last. And you know, again, Absolutely. I'm on one of the first sailings for Icon. I'm one on I'm one of the first sailings for Utopia, and those are going to be my big. Those are my big two cruises next year, and I really can't can't wait, and I'm very very excited for it. But, uh, but like Tyler said, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. We did pre-record it, like we, uh, unlike normal with our normal live streams. Uh, due to Thanksgiving holiday, we weren't sure if we were actually going to make out the live stream. Yep, Tyler is currently on, uh, by the time you guys see this, and if you're watching it, 
Yep, he is on Independence of the Seas. He was actually just on the Allure with us uh, just a couple weeks ago, or a couple days ago. Um, but yeah, lots of content over on his channel. Go check him out, The Tyler Show. And of course, if you want to check out my Allure of the Seas cruise vlogs, you know, go again on my channel over on YouTube if you're watching on Spotify. Um, and then, of course, we have Icon of the Seas content coming for you really soon as yep. well. So thank you, guys. thank you guys so much for watching. Again, these podcasts are every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Spotify upload just the following morning on Thursday. So, um, But, of course, this one will be going out on Spotify since it's pre-recorded at 6.30 on Wednesday. But, again, we'll see you next time. We're going to be talking about the future generation ships for Carnival Cruise Line. Anyways, enough rambling with our outro here. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good one. Good night. See you later.